planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode, we chat to David Owen Blackley from Her Name Is Murder Productions, who have just celebrated their 10-year anniversary. Now, they've created music videos and documentaries for bands like Sepultura, Norma Jean, Our Last Enemy, uh, Thy Art Is Murder, The Last Martyr, Red Hook. Uh, the list just goes on and on and on. It's uh, the re- their resume is just incredible. David uh, is just a true cinematic visionary, in my opinion. It's it's pretty much guaranteed you've seen their work along the way. But uh, I highly suggest heading over to hernameismurderproductions.com and checking out their just mind-blowing work. It's just incredible. In the interview, we actually spoke about one they did with a band called Beck and the Dead from a few years ago that involved uh, massive shipping containers. And it just uh, it just looked amazing. And yeah, check out that one for sure because just the scale of it is just just huge, huge. They're good at what they do. So uh, yeah, yeah, lots more too. Have lots to say about Sepultura and uh, hanging out with those guys and uh, bouncing between countries and what a life! Awesome, awesome work. All right, before we go into the interview, we have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media. They've got such quick turnaround. Highly recommend checking them out. www.blacklightad.com.au The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go to www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to Lumberpunks Axe Club, who now have two venues in Queensland, one in Miami on the Gold Coast and the other in West End in Brisbane. Lumberpunks Axe Throwing is the perfect destination, suitable for solo adventures, date nights, bucks nights, birthday parties, or just hanging out with, the, uh, with your buddies. Doesn't matter what music you listen to either because you get to choose a soundtrack while you're chucking axes and uh, having a good time. All sessions are 1.5 hours in length and comprise of a safety induction, instruction on tactical tomahawks and hatchets, and then competitive play. You'll receive 10% off your session when you're quoting Everblack in your booking notes. Terms and conditions apply. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube and Everblack podcast through iTunes. Chuck us a like on the socials, uh, help us out, spread the word, and thanks for uh, all those who listen and share our stuff. It, it really uh, means a lot to us. All right, here is my chat with David Owen Blackley from Her Name Is Murder Productions. Enjoy, David. How are you, man? Thanks for joining us on the show. I am great, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's our absolute pleasure, brother, because it is Her Name Is Murder Productions. 10th anniversary this year which is just incredible man you've you've done so much how how did it all begin cool well it still seems like yesterday and i know that probably seems a little bit cliche to say but it really does uh i always wanted to do film like my entire life uh Mm. i was always into action movies when i was a kid 
And uh, I remember seeing those action movies in the 90s and thinking, yeah, I want to make stuff blow up and, yeah, I want to make really cool good guys and bad guys and just make action cinema. And so I uh, went to a high school uh, also because, like, in the late 90s, not a lot of uh, schools were doing film and television. It was Mm. kind of a subject and really expensive. But my parents uh, were awesome and supported this dream that I had and sent me to a school that had a film and TV department. So... I did that and then I went to university and I graduated in uh, 2005 and when that happened, I think I just kind of burnt myself out, like pursuing uh, this dream and not having a break from school. So I took a few years off and then fast forward to 2009, I finally thought, yeah, okay, I want to do film. I really want to get back into this and make something of it. And I was kind of thinking how I could pursue that because, uh, I guess like maybe for a lot of people, when you get into directing, you want to instantly, you know, make movies or make short films. And I was thinking, oh, it's, it's such a rewarding process, but you sometimes don't get a lot back in return. Mm. And I always wanted to be in a band. I kind of <laughs> pursued that uh, and had a lot of fun doing that in high school. And at the same time as wanting to make movies, I had this dream of kind of touring the world with a band and playing shows and stuff like that. And I thought, oh, music videos is kind of such a, a great marriage of the two things, like loving music, loving cinema. And I was really lucky that I just had a lot of friends uh, in bands or starting bands uh, making music that I also really, really enjoyed. And one of those bands kind of took a chance on me. Uh, they were recording their first album, a band called Embrace Eternity from Brisbane. And I really owe it to those guys because... I was mates with them, but yeah, they just took a chance on me doing their first music video. And uh, yeah, Dean and I, uh, Dean's my brother, we kind of started this thing in 2009 and did our first music video with them. That's awesome, dude, because, you know, your, I mean, your work is just incredible. How do I say it? The cinematography of it is just, just, it blows my mind, man, like. Oh, wow. Seeing your work, work even from back then, it's just always been quality. And is ja- one thing I've noticed is like um, visually, who would you say has been uh, the biggest influence on you from directors and things like that? Would you say like James Cameron, dudes um, like that? James definitely. Like I mean, James Cameron's back catalogue is amazing. Uh, when I was getting into movies and like the action movies that I was talking about before. Uh, Cinema-wise, my biggest influence from a young age was a director called John Woo. He made the crossover to uh, American cinema uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme in the 90s doing a movie called Hard Target. And then he (laughs) did Broken Arrow, then Face Off and Mission Impossible 2. And uh, I remember at the time when those movies were all coming out, uh, that's what really blew my mind. Uh, His And it was like he had an angelic approach to uh, action and violence and he kind of made everything really graceful and really beautiful and for me uh, that was something that I felt like I hadn't really seen before in you know uh, action movies that mainly revolved around huge shootouts and things blowing up he brought this elegance and grace to it and then um, in terms of music videos I loved watching music videos in the 90s I grew up, you know, with VHS, uh, going to the video store and all that stuff. And so I was really heavily influenced by anything, you know, on a, on a videotape. 
uh, recording things off the TV, watching music videos off, off Rage and programs like that. So I have like a collection of directors that were really inspiring and still are to me from the 90s, like uh, Dean Carr, Samuel Bayer, Gavin Bowden, uh, another guy called Nathan Cox. And those guys were making music videos uh, in the 90s that were really impressing me. Uh, maybe not even at the time, not knowing it, but looking back now, that aesthetic of what they were doing is definitely like what I was trying to put into Her Name is Murder Productions. And I kind of feel like that stuff is coming through way more prominently now because in the earlier days of the business, I had my influences, but I think I was really trying to make things uh, that I thought were popular and in a way mm. safe. Uh, I still putting my heart and soul into all the projects, but I definitely was finding my style and that took many, many years. Still am in a way. <laughs> But I really kind of feel where I'm at now is a truer representation of what I want the business to be about and this kind of style that I'm trying to create called Vintage HD. Awesome, man. That's that's incredible. And I, I remember the video for Our Last Enemies 1000 Headless Horses, which was the first time I was aware of your work, you know, and uh, you've worked with them a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Those guys are a lot of fun to work with because uh, – they really push themselves with their image and their sound and they're really committed. So that was kind of an early example of working with a band also because they were from Sydney. So that was like an early example of traveling interstate with the work and Dean and I headed mm. to Sydney and having this experience with a band that uh, were really like thinking big. Um, and the cool thing about that shoot was that everything just happened so easily uh we planned everything but you know sometimes things don't go to plan or more ideas happen on set we just had this epic day of just kind of trying to create in our heads like you know a multi-million dollar music video on a shoestring budget mm. and kind of the confidence that we got from doing that clip really helped with the future productions that were coming in around the time as well that that feeling of well, if you plan and execute, you know, anything is possible in a way. So those guys are really responsible for kind of uh, really pumping up our chest a bit with the company and thinking, yeah, we can do this for bands. We can provide uh, self-funded bands, music videos that, you know, can play on TV and play on the internet and become part of top 10 lists for best music videos of the year and stuff like that. And that was kind of the goal of Her Name is Murder in the early stages, to be like a middleman because this was, you know, around the time when Canon and Nikon cameras were really coming into fruition. Uh, but leading up to that moment, your option really was to hire this really expensive mm. production, do a music video, or maybe you knew of a mate who had uh, a cheap handy cam, but he wasn't a filmmaker, but you were like, oh, we could get a music video for free. Uh, there was kind of nothing in the middle of being able to charge a reasonable price and deliver a high-end product. And for us, you know, it was the right place at the right time because uh, we were really, really happy to do that and excited to do that and push the limits. And we had a lot of bands that were really wanting music videos uh, and coming to us for that. Because I guess as well, like, we're so saturated with videos today Making a music video, especially if you were unsigned or you, you were self-financed, like making a music video 
wasn't as expected or as common as it is today. It's, yeah. you know, it's what you do now. Even if you're just releasing a track, it has to come with a visual of some sort. Back then it wasn't so common. So we really kind of hit this niche. And so I've always like given praise where praise is due. Like it was the right place at the right time for sure. And I'm very fortunate for that. See, I've always thought that also you've got, you, you said about the quality and making like something that's, um, you know, bigger in scale. I've always thought that you've, you've had an eye for that. Like, uh, was it the, which was it Beck in the Dead? Oh, with yeah. the shipping containers? Oh, man, that, that was like so much fun. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, the shipping container was right near where I was living at the time in Manly, Queensland. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would drive past that, you know, multiple times a week <clears throat> and look at this huge industrial shipping container site and just think to myself, whoa, like imagine shooting there. That'd be so ridiculous, so crazy. And uh, yeah, then one day I just thought, oh, well, it can't hurt to ask, I guess. <laughs> and uh, it, yeah, it proves that uh, it pays off to ask because uh, <laughs> we were able to get that place on the day off uh, when the business was closed on a Sunday for like a hundred bucks all day. And that wow. hundred bucks literally was just to cover the person that had to babysit us because obviously someone had to be there. But the dude, like... Uh, it's funny, hey, as soon as sometimes you mention you're doing something for a music video or someone finds out it's for a band that plays heavy music, uh, it can really work in your favor sometimes. Sometimes mm. it can't as well. But they were just like, oh, you're making a music video. Oh, well, do we know the band? Do we know the band? And they rearranged the containers in the background for us and just we had free reign there. Um, it was ridiculous, really. And, uh, but yeah, that was just another really cool example of uh, – working with a local band and trying to provide them something, you know, uh, beyond the imagination in a way, just really trying to always do that thing that anything's possible, uh, no matter what size of band you are. And a music video is a really powerful statement, even like more so as the years go on and on. It's like such a vital, important tool to have for your band. That's what I was saying about the scale of that. That to me, when I saw that, I, I thought, this, that would have cost a lot of fucking money just to move the containers because it was like the scale of it was was massive. I was like, how how did they do that? Now you just let this secret sleep, yeah. but it was very, very clever. I burst the bubble, but also the, the bubble being burst on that one, I think, is also what is beautiful about that clip. Absolutely. You know, it's like inspiring for me when I hear stories like that about people that I look up to because it really gives you a lot of confidence to try and mm. up until me asking them that always just seems something that would be so far out of reach you know what I mean yeah. and uh, that was a good learning experience as well just to ask uh, because sometimes I'm not good at that <laughs> so <laughs> it was a good experience for many many reasons and uh, that was another clip that Dean and I did together as well uh, as the Blackley Brothers. And, uh, yeah, it was just – it's always fun working with a band and just seeing them stoked on set. That's really uh, an inspiring and powerful motive to do as best as you can. See, looking at your, uh, your list here of how many videos you've done, you've done so many. How many a year would you say that you uh, squeeze in? Because that's a lot of work, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it um like the earlier uh, 2009 and 2010 we were definitely setting it up 
and the work was slowly coming in and we were building up the back catalog. Uh, mm. 2014 definitely was the most like ridiculous year in a way, probably still to date the most ridiculous year in terms of like the content we were churning out. Well, in that year, I was shooting one to two music videos a week for the whole year and uh, everything was kind of in motion setting up towards this move overseas and uh, it was just like such a great time really for myself and for the business because I was doing what I loved and uh, I had just gone full-time for a couple of years before that and I was just getting to work with so many awesome bands uh, for the first time that were just starting up but also bands were coming back for follow-up videos I was getting to see a lot more of my country, places I'd never been to before, working uh, with people that, you know, I was forming these really lovely relationships with. It, it was crazy in a way because with every project, you want to make sure it gets the integrity it deserves. And it's it was such a great feeling and super humbling to be working so much that year. But it also can kind of work in the other side of things where, you start working yourself to the bone and uh, you still need to make time to breathe. So that year was a good learning experience as well because I was doing so many great productions with great bands, Mm -hmm. uh, but I could feel that if things were going to continue that way that I was probably going to burn myself out. I uh, I hear you there, dude. (laughs) That's for sure, man. Yeah, it's like a place to be in, hey, because especially if you're doing something that you love, uh, the feeling of, you know, that kind of really yeah. taking a on you is a really hard balance to uh, work between because you still want to work and you still love what you're wanting to do. But, yeah, when you're getting tired as well, you got to really look after that. That's it, dude. That's it. Uh, of course, man, you work with Sepultura. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, like if you told me that was going to happen uh, in 2009, uh, <laughs> that kind of, I mean, it's like a similar thing in a way to getting that shipping container. One of those yeah. things where you just like think it's so crazy and unachievable. I mean, man, Sepultura were one of those bands that got me into heavy metal. Like they were like Metallica and Pantera and Sepultura. They were the three uh, in the late nineties when I was in high school and finally kind of discovering music for myself. I grew up, you know, loving music because of what my parents were introducing me to. Mm. And that was the time when then I started kind of hearing things from uh, my mate's older brothers or just, you know, on my own accord. And that was a band that I grew up with, like having their posters on my wall and buying their albums, you know, memorizing all the songs and the lyrics. And uh, actually... Funny enough, uh, it was in 2011, they were running um, a fan competition uh, for the album that was out at that that point in time. And they were calling for fans to make a music video for one of the tracks called Mask. And uh, so, yeah, Dean and I were like, oh, we have to do this. This is too good of an opportunity. Uh, And uh, I think we felt really, really confident about it as well. Uh, We'd been doing Her Name is Murder for two years and... Looking back now, uh, we still had no idea what we were doing really, but we really <laughs> thought we could make something, you know, epic. And in a way, I guess, because of that passion, we thought it was a done deal. 
and we made the clip. My brother wrote the treatment for it and uh, he acted in it. And we kind of just went on this road trip and filmed uh, his narrative. And when it was all edited and said and done, we sent it to the band. And then, uh, yeah, it didn't get picked. And that was like a massive kick in the guts because <laughs> I really thought we had something special. Hey, and I kind of couldn't let go of it. I was just like, I need to know why it wasn't picked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like, I fully respected that and everything, but I just needed to know. So then I could maybe, you know, keep improving for the future. And uh, Derek Green, the singer, uh, who's, he's such a lovely guy. And he actually took the time to write back to me because I was just after some constructive criticism. And yeah. Yeah, he just pretty much said uh, that they really loved what we did, but it was a bit kind of, you know, arty-farty in a way, and they were after something a bit more concise and to the point. Mm. And, uh, yeah, then he was, but he was like, oh, but we want to come tour Australia, and maybe you'd like to make a music video for us. And so that turn of events happened, and then that kind of music video never ended up happening. Uh, they ended up coming to Australia a few years later, and I got to meet Derek. And we kind of just kept staying in touch. And when I was living in the UK in 2015, I saw they were coming to play. And uh, I was like, okay, maybe now this is the right time. And I sent through a message. And then that's kind of how it all happened, really. I jumped on a UK tour with them for four days. And it felt like it was my first job in a way. I just couldn't stop filming. And I was with them for four days and ended up making this one-hour documentary because I just like had all this content and I, I felt like this has to be the best, do biggest and best documentary I've ever made. And that's kind of what got me invited to the studio in Sweden for them to record the new album that they've been touring out for the last couple of years called Machine Messiah. Lots of breadcrumbs for that story. It's been a long time in the making. <laughs> I'm really happy I stuck to it, hey, because in a way that was like a dream come true that kept becoming more of a dream come true. So that album has gone on to do really, really great things for them as well. And it's a really exciting time. You know, they're 30 plus years into their career and it seems like they have all this momentum happening again, which is so cool. And uh, just to be like a little speck uh, in that point in time in the career is yeah. such a huge honor. Because first and foremost as well, like I'm just a massive fan of the band and Working with the guys, they're all really, really lovely people. That's amazing, dude. I love hearing stuff like that. It's very inspiring. I really want to try and make this year uh, something to remember, I guess. So I've got a, a few big kind of crazy ideas rolling in my head and some other projects as well coming up. Um, so I'm just looking forward to, you know, the rest of this year kind of playing out, hopefully, uh, and with everything going to plan. And, uh, yeah, then setting myself up much for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. And, uh, of course, man, it's taken you all over the world. Where has been the most visually inspiring for you? So it's a really, really beautiful big world out there. That's for sure. Um, I definitely feel uh, in a position where I'm just really grateful to work anywhere I end up. Uh, everywhere is such a great experience. Um, we moved over, uh, in 2000, at the end of 2014 and I started off in London and, um, that just really wasn't for me. It didn't really work out. And it was funny because, uh, at the beginning of 2015, all of a sudden I didn't really have 
uh, a place or a city to call home. And in a way, I didn't really have anywhere to live. And I was just kind of going from job to job with uh, my filming, but not really knowing what was going to happen in the future. And I was lucky enough to find this studio in Scotland called Teapot Studios. And um, it's in this place in the countryside called uh, Perthshire. And uh, yeah, the place is called the Park of Condi. And it's this really really old studio in the middle of nowhere in the countryside and uh has this huge live room uh massive control room and uh it's all just like old school gear bands go out there there's like uh, no public transport the closest <laughs> village is about 15 minute drive by car and uh bands go out there and stay there while they record so i kind of found this place and ended up there and I was joining this document, like I was coming to shoot a documentary for this uh, artist called Ross Ainsley, who's uh, quite famous over in Scotland and the UK. Mm. And he was there with a session band of like 10 people and they were there for a week. And I came there and I just started shooting the making of this album. And I was in this place, you know, in the middle of nowhere with all these super inspiring, talented people surrounded by beautiful scenery and it was one of those moments where I kind of just couldn't believe that this was happening and this was a, a, a reality, really. And so I guess because of that, uh, the Path of Condi Teapot Studio, for me, is probably one of the most special places that I uh, have ever visited. And I continue to go there every year because uh, I work out of that studio that's where I kind of base myself when I uh, am in the UK for shoots or anything like that. Um, I got a real soft spot for Scotland. It's a really beautiful part of the world. That's awesome, dude. And what, what do you got coming up for the, uh, the rest of the, the year? Um, I am making an announcement in the next couple of days with uh, my next documentary uh, that I'm shooting. Uh, so that'll be exciting. I'll be announcing that over the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, the last two weeks has been a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. I've been taking the time uh, to revisit a bunch of music videos from like the first five years of the business um, and kind of using that to tell a bit of a story to like from how we started the business to the then moving overseas. Uh, and that's been like a lot of fun actually because it's brought back a lot of great nostalgia and a lot of great memories. And um, that's been really nice to kind of revisit that and share a bit of the story for the first five years of the business. So I've kind of been uh, enjoying doing that and uh, that finishes up today actually. And then uh, now it's time to start focusing on the present again. So We've got a few exciting music video shoots coming up and some documentary shoots. Um, and they'll all be getting announced when the time is right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just like uh, I feel very, very excited to still be here doing this. Um, mm -hmm. And I really just want to keep pushing all my love and energy, blood, sweat and tears into the work. And, uh, yeah, just making something... Uh, with Her Name is Murder that is memorable and unique, I guess. Uh, it's never about being the best for me. It's just been about doing uh, the best of what I can do and what I can say. 
And uh, that took a long time to kind of discover that, that it's, uh, it's most important to try and be honest to uh, what I'm trying to do. Um, Cause everyone's, there's so much talent out there and it's really inspiring. And I found that uh, if you kind of build a business trying to copy and mimic something, it doesn't usually work out. Like I definitely pay homage and inspiration to a lot of things I grew up with. But uh, once I kind of let go of trying to be something I wasn't, it definitely was a very freeing feeling. And so I'm just really rolling with that, especially in the last few years, having the guts, I guess, to be me uh, as a visual storyteller. You do it very well, brother. Oh, very dude. proud of you, mate. Oh, man, that's really lovely of you to say. Thank you. Repping, uh, repping Australia, man. Repping Queensland, repping our metal scene. And it's, uh, you know, for us, it means a lot. So you're out there introducing uh, all these bands to everyone around the world, doing what you do, and you do it well. Yeah, thank you, man. Australia has a very special part. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's my home. It's where I started the business. That's why um, I still work out of Australia as well, even if I'm not mm. first. I, I still uh, freelance great cinematographers there to work with shooting band performance. And, uh, yeah, we it's awesome because we still offer, like, to shoot narrative for Australian bands, but shoot it overseas to kind of add international scope to the videos. Um, but it's important for me to be there in person as well. So I come back every year and uh, try and you know, make a music video tour out of that when I'm there. And I'm just like, <laughs> who, who's down to do some work? And, uh, yeah, it's really important for me to stay active in Australia and keep working with bands there because there's just so many great bands and we've got so much history. So even if I'm not always there in person, I'm definitely uh, always working in Australia and that will never change. That's for sure. I'll be back again in person towards the end of the year. So want to do something in australia to uh celebrate the 10-year thing as well so awesome man awesome we'll definitely count us in thanks so much for uh taking the time to chat and man congratulations on 10 years yeah thank you so much man i really appreciate it planning on traveling this summer Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 